Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin, and you're tuned in to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. This show where we break down all of the hottest celebrity gossip stories of the week, separating fact from fiction, just so you know, you know, you're an informed member of this culture that we call the zeitgeist of celebrities. Couldn't do this by myself because it would just be me screaming into a void, and that just sort of feels weird. So luckily, I have my two co-hosts. Well, hello, leopard lady Gwen Flamberg. I mean, leopard lady, I, I I do wear a lot of animal prints, Travis, because I believe that animal prints are the new neutrals. Uh, but thank you. Thanks for having me. I love being here. I'll try not to purr too loud. <laughs> and the lady from the home state that invented leopard prints, little known facts, New Jersey, baby woman, Sarah Huron. No one did it like the Jersey-licious ladies, yeah. RIP, that program. Oh, um, my God. I hadn't thought about those two girls in so long. Oh, they live rent free up here. I used to drive by that nail salon. Um, but hello. Happy to be back. Hello. And how dare you call it a nail salon? It was a hair extensions, oh. spray tan, eyelash extensions, nail salon, gel. I That's mean, right. everything you need to get Jersey licious. God, throw back. Well, we have some wild stories today. You know, it's a good mix of happy and sad, too. It's not that depressing this week. But before we get into it, let us just stop and take a moment moment and check in with our co-hosts and see what story just made them clutch their proverbial pearls this week. Gwen Flamberg, what made you go woe this week? Well, Trav, it's no secret that I'm a fan of Harry Styles. I'm a Harry, that's right. And Harry's house is back in Los Angeles. He's now doing his multi-night uh, part of the Harry's house tour there. And on Harry Ween, which, you know, every year <laughs> Harry has Harry Ween, where it's a fancy dress party. Sarah Heron was just in the UK, so she knows what I mean. Fancy dress is just another word for a costume party. Everyone's encouraged to dress up. And of course, Harry dresses up. What was he this year, you ask? I, I mean, did. I'm sure you know, because it's broken the internet. <laughs> Harry was Danny Zuko from Greece. And he sang You're the One That I Want, which like made everybody go crazy. But you know what made everybody go even crazier, including me? When he sang Hopelessly Devoted to You. Iconic. Iconic. Oh. It was really something. And I'm still going, whoa. I'm still thinking about it. 
you know, is it normal that I just think about him and his cute little outfits? I don't know. Anyway, I do too, Gwen. I really do. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's all over the interwebs, but of course, also on usmagazine.com. Harry Styles really will just pop into my head from time right? to time. And I'll be like, he's just adorable. And him just dancing on a stage from a video I saw will just pop into my head. I mean, and then, you know, after he it was the, the video, the short film from music from a sushi restaurant where like he was a hot merman with a beard, like he was yeah. a fisherman. I like I that. Mean, that actually has stuck with me a little bit more <laughs> than Danny Zuko. Uh, he just I can't wait to see what other short films he does. Um, me too. Please comment under anywhere you're listening to this about what Harry Styles memory is sticking out to you this week, because it seems like everyone has a very specific one. Baby woman, Sarah Huron, I bet yours is hopelessly devoted to you because I know that you are a Grease 1 and mainly 2 fan. I am. I am a fan of all the Grease. Anyone who went to Rydell High is mm-hmm. good in my book and my whole TikTok for you page is Harry Styles in Danny Zuko <laughs> cosplay. But um, on a more serious note, my woe is what's going on with Dwayne Wade and his ex-wife. I don't know if you guys saw this, but on Tuesday, there were some court documents filed by um, Savon Fuges, who is Dwayne Wade's ex-wife. They were high school sweethearts, went to college together, got married, and had their his two oldest kids are with her. And they've had a very tumultuous relationship since they broke up. Their divorce took like seven years. He was ultimately granted full custody of the kids, which is unheard of for a lot of reasons. One, because a lot of times the court sides with the mother, but also because he was a full-time NBA player, busy dude. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of mess there. Rare. Very rare. As he points out in the statement, I will read part of soon. But um, she filed some court documents. Their um, daughter, Zaya, who is 15, came out as transgender in 2020. Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade have been very vocal and supportive of her. Um, I think we've talked about it on this podcast plenty of times. But um, Savan, or Savan, or however you say her name, she filed these court documents obtained by us, stating her concerns that Dwayne may be pressuring our child to move forward with the name and gender change in order to capitalize on financial opportunities that he has received from companies and will receive based upon his statements to me on the basis of our child's name and or gender change. So she is trying to get the court to deny Dwayne's filing to legally change uh, Zaya's name and gender. So this all came out yesterday and he is currently in Africa on this huge trip with Gabrielle Union. Um, But that didn't stop him from releasing quite the statement. And I think a few mom quotes are worth reading because he's a very passionate dad. He said, since this must be a new way of parenting i guess i have to address these allegations here which is a damn shame these are serious and harmful allegations that have hurt our children while none of us are surprised by savan's attempt to fight zaya's identity and her unwaving attempt to drag my name through the mud i'm very disappointed that she has continuously finds ways of centering herself and her needs without regard to her children this report came out when zaya was in class this kid who has maintained a 4.0 gpa in honors classes while navigating all of this unsolicited and harmful attention and debates about her gender and sexuality from those who are committed to not listening to her much less getting to know her um, he mentioned that Savan tried a similar attempt over a decade ago when I was awarded sole custody of our two kids as an active NBA player. All I ever wanted was to have my parenting time uninterrupted as I knew it would be a very difficult time for our kids to navigate this new normal. So instead of actually trying to co-parent over the years, she's left our home to see more lawyers and has taken the time to talk to more lawyers since I filed for divorce than she has actually seen or spoken and listened to Zaya all these years. He said that he's given her, his ex-wife, the opportunity to meet her teachers, doctors, therapists, her friends, and she doesn't do it. She doesn't go to the school, the recital, graduation, dances, playdates, any conferences, or get to know her. 
Um, and this was the best part. He said, as a man, we get a bad rep for not showing up and being absentee fathers. Well, that's not the case here because I'm 10 toes down and still going through this BS. I will not sit on my hands this time and allow her to make a mockery of my dedication to my family. The high road has run out of real estate. The lawyer, <laughs> my lawyer will be in contact and best of luck to the 14th lawyer as they try to unravel this book of lies that has been sold to them. A hearing is set wow. for December 12th. You guys. Woof. Crazy. Wow. I you love know. the end of that statement. Right? 100%. The road has run out of high road has run out of real estate. That sounds like a house nice tagline. I was just I'm thinking the same thing. That. I'm gonna use that the same way that I say that karma has everyone's address. Mm. I'm gonna use the high road has run out of real estate. I like it a lot. I just don't know what this woman is trying to do because obviously Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union have enough money in totally. the bank. Right. And money coming in. They certainly are not trying to manipulate Zaya's sexuality or, or or gender statement because of money. Like that's just it's it's lunacy. It's so crazy. It's so insane. And she's 15. It, this is not an eight-year-old. Right. Like she's 15 years old. This has been a long journey. Clearly, there's therapists involved. He's taking the right steps. And I think Dwayne Wade, meaning he meaning Dwayne Wade, and I love what I've always loved about the story is that he's like the quintessential athlete male dude who has been so supportive of his trans daughter. You don't see that a lot. That's and right. I think it's gross that she's trying to like take away from it. And clearly I believe him that she hasn't been around. I do too. And after all of these, the numbers of the lawyers that his ex-wife hasn't been to, the amount of recitals that she's missed, I mean, just have several seats. This is ridiculous. And again, you think Dwayne needs to profit off his 15-year-old daughter? Like, this is not Michael Lohan. This is like Dwayne Wade. He has This lots is not of the Goslins still trying to scrape the barrel of the money that they, you know, put away for the kids that they're now using for themselves. Very, allegedly. very that, Sarah. If you want to ban her from the podcast, you definitely can. Savon Fuges, if that's how you say your name, you're out. <laughs> Unless you want to come on and teach me how to say your name, because I might be wrong and I'm bad at that. But Travis, yeah, what made you go well it. this week? Oh, my God. Thanks for asking, Sarah. Well, what made me go well this week really made me go, whoa, because it has to do with Cher. And I never thought that I would be saying Amber Rose's name on this podcast without correlating it to Kanye West somehow. But here we are. So Cher has been sodded with Amber Rose's baby daddy. His name is A.E. Alexander Edward. They broke up in August 2020. They share a kid together. He has been single for a year plus now. And this came to be because at the Rick Owens fashion show, uh, Cher met Tyga, of course, Kylie Jenner's uh ex whatever boyfriend thank god she didn't have a kid with him so we don't have to say baby's father um but Cher met Tyga at the Rick Owens show they were spotted somewhere else in Paris and then Tyga was at her Malibu mansion as well along with AE Alexander Edward and people were like oh is Cher dating Tyga and I was really really terrified but last night at Craig's, who comes popping out, it's Tyga. And then he says to the paparazzi, you're going to miss the real shot. It's behind me. And it is Cher and AE walking out together, holding hands. They get in a car to drive back to her Malibu mansion, which, by the way, is on the market for $85 million. And they wow. he kissed her hand in the back seat. And last week when they were hanging out at her Malibu mansion, um, 
he she took them over to see her mother, Georgia, who is 96 years old, who lived down the road. I mean, it is just wild. I'm glad Cher is not dating Tyga. And I'm sort of excited that she's dating A.E. And yes, because I know you're wondering, there is a 40 year age gap can between you, the two of them. Can you give our listeners and myself um, a little five things to know about A.E.? Okay, who is A.E.? Literally, A.E. is Amber Rose's baby father. Okay. He is best friends with Tyga. And I know nothing else. That's who he is. Okay. Him. So Amber he, Rose has a kid with Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. Yes. Right. And with AE. Yes. And with AE. Okay. I don't know who Alexander Edwards is. He's 36 okay. years old, is what I know about him. And he's friends. I don't even know what he does for a living. I sort of, I think he was like a rapper or a model. He looked really good when he was with Amber. They sort of looked really good together. But 40 year age difference. I am very good excited for sure. good for about sure. it. Oh, good yeah. Cher can deal with whoever she wants. Absolutely. She's been through the ringer in terms of dating. I'm really happy for her. And if there's ever anybody who could have a May, December, female, male, 40 year relationship, Mm -hmm. it's Cher. True that. She was, you know, given crap for dating a guy like 10 years younger from her in the 90s. Remember when she was with the Staten Island Baker? And I don't she was, remember that. No. Well, brush up on your history. I think she I was, was, um, she was an like infant. Four, you were an infant. <laughs> I was also one years old, but I still remember that she was given all this shit for dating someone 10 years younger than her when she was in her 40s. So glad we've come a long way. And can't wait to talk about them every single time they leave the house for the next few months. Well, let us bust into some of the news. We are going to start off with a story that I think hit this entire country, especially the women and gays who have seen the sweetest thing and married with children. Christina Applegate has been talking about her multiple sclerosis uh, diagnosis and how she dedicated herself to finishing the third season of her show Dead to Me and why it was important to her. She opened up to the New York Times this week talking about lots of things about her MS. Um, And she revealed a lot of really, really sad things. She revealed that she had gained 40 pounds, that she can't walk without a wheelchair, but that wasn't going to stop her from finishing the third season of Dead to Me, which is also an amazing show. If you haven't seen it, super interesting. So good. Um, Christina Applegate says, "Um, it wasn't like I came out of the other side of it. Like, whoa, I'm totally fine. No, I'm never going to accept this. I'm pissed, which I love that she said about her MS diagnosis. Very, very valid concern. Um, she said, quote, the powers that be were like, let's just stop. We don't need to finish it. Let's just put a few episodes together. I said, no, we're going to do it. And we're going to do it on my own terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Linda Cattarelli, who is our uh, Cardellini, Cardellini, who I love. So sorry to you, um, who is her co-star on the show. They are both the woman. She said, quote, Christina was my champion, my war, my voice. It's like having a mama bear. And just seeing the pictures of her in the wheelchair, she looks the 40 pounds. I don't even see it. She looks amazing. But seeing her in the wheelchair on set, striving to finish this. I mean, it's inspiring, tragic at the same time. I just love Christina Applegate and think she's the coolest. Poor Christina Applegate years ago had a breast cancer diagnosis. Like, it's just she can't catch a break. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great show. 
Um, and I, one of the things I remember reading in the New York times piece was they were saying there was people like holding up her legs yeah. during certain scenes so she could finish them. Like, yeah. I think it kind of feels like this cast and crew and Christina, like all came together. So this third season, it's going to be like a labor of love and blood, sweat and tears to give this character a proper send off. And she's probably, you know, worried what, what am I going to be able to do next? Like, is this it? And I love that her and Selma Blair are still so close. It's yeah. so crazy and sad that they both have MS. Um, yeah, after watching someone Blair dancing is, with the stars. It Thomas was just Blair is crazy. Doing really great. Yeah, dancing with and the stars. Maybe, I mean, went home first week, but still. No, dancing. she did it. She self eliminated because her doctors oh, made her. Oh, great. Yeah, okay. she she made it like four weeks, and then her doctors, um, her blood, all her levels were too high, and they said okay. it was doing too much on her body. But it was beautiful, and I cried like three times. Oh, that's nice. It's just so sad. And yes, people had to Christina Applegate about people moving her legs around for the filming. She says, "Quote: People are just going to think." oh look at the cripple that's not up to me i'm sure that people are going to be like i can't get past it she says then fine don't get past it but hopefully people can just enjoy the ride and say goodbye to these two girls of course those two girls are their characters on dead to me because this is their last season i just christina applegate we wish you all the health and healing in the world i always like to remind everyone that she was an inventor of the pussycat dolls in her uh garage with robin anton and really? the original Founding that member. Is like a yes, little bit was. of Travis Cronin trivia <laughs> that he likes to spew out at opportune times, and I've heard I have no idea. Yeah. I never knew that either. Yeah, she, can I just say that in young. um in either health or history class, we watched an episode of Married with Children. <laughs> Wow. I can't remember which one it was. It was in high school and I never seen it. And I feel like love and marriage has been stuck in my head ever since. Wow. Christina Applegate, I also did her what's in my bag interview. And she was sitting next to like that federal marshal on the plane. You know how there's always one who's like armed and ready for anything. And he gave her an actual get out of jail free card, which he said was bright orange. And because it's federal, if she gets any misdemeanor in the country, she can hand the police this card and get out of any misdemeanor she wants and it's apparently i had to look it up i had to run it by the fbi before we printed it and it's a real thing and she got one just because she's so charismatic that he gave her a get out of jail free is that up there with like weirdest comment calls you've ever made travis yeah well that's not the first nor fifth time i've called the fbi um and they're always really excited to hear from us weekly because it's usually on a little bit of a lighter note so they're actually the f shout out to the fbi their media relations are always for the FBI. This is a case for the FBI. And they really like what I call because it's much less serious than when CNN calls. Mm. Well, let's move on to, uh, there's no way to tie Prince Harry to the FBI, to Prince Harry. We have some source quotes about his upcoming upcoming memoir, and he might be walking on some eggshells because things are sort of, let's say, rough with his family. Source tells us that Harry has been working hard to strike a balance that will hopefully minimize the fallout caused by his book, noting that he is, quote, trying to stay true to his principles and keep his publishers happy at the same time. The source says it's been a rough process and very difficult for him to recount traumatic events from his childhood. He is talking about uh, the 1997 death of his and William's mother, Princess Diana. He's talking about the Nazi uniform. He is talking for Halloween. He is talking about the nude photos and all of it has been really difficult for him, but he's sort of having a back and forth between his published publishing company wanting it to be juicy and 
and trying to save his relationship with William and Charles, because we know that that is on thin ice and releasing a book is really just going to cave that through to the cold, icy waters. I mean, here's the thing. If you don't want to ruffle feathers, like don't write the book, hold off. Most people don't issue memoirs when they're 32. How old is he? You know, like maybe now wasn't the time. Yeah, it's really, really rough timing for him. (laughs) He's 38 and it's really rough timing that he, his grandmother just passed and they had this moment where the family comes together and he's like, well, now I'm writing a tell all memoir. It'll be out in a few months. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Yikes. I assume you guys went pretty hard last week on the title spare. We, we did. did. I didn't have a chance to listen, but I just I knew when I saw that I was like, oh, they they got this one. <laughs> oh, no, no. You must listen, because not only do we go off on the title spare, we go off on the art direction, vacant, yet looking directly at the camera as, you know, someone who is misunderstood. But this is me photo. Yeah. And um, also, what else did we have to say about it? Well, that Meghan Markle creative directed that cover because she has done that same face. Meghan Markle creative directed the whole project because (laughs) there is I just don't know what pushed him to release this now. You know, most memoirs are like after people are like, you know, over the age of 50, more like when they're 70. Unless you're on The Bachelor. Or unless you're Demi Lovato. Right. You're Demi Lovato or you're on The Bachelor. And listen, I, as someone who is an expert in celebrity memoirs, which yes. uh, trust me, I'm going to read this book cover yeah. to cover and I'm going to love every second of it, even though I'm going to also secretly hate it. Oh, there's I definitely enough. It, but... There's definitely enough in his life to do a memoir. I get I it. Agree. But I will say the memoirs that come out, you're Demi Moore, you're Matthew Perry, you're even Jessica Simpson. Like when you've pretty much completed the majority mm. of what you've set out to do, those are the best memoirs because they are when like all no bet, all bets are off. You don't care about burning bridges anymore. You're finally like not lying. Even Demi Lovato, who's lived a lot of life, spends every documentary or book saying the last one was a lie. And that's yeah. because you're not ready to do it. That's so right. as someone who has read Miles to Go, Miley Cyrus's memoir at age 16, <laughs> um, yeah, they're not usually necessary. And again, mostly just bachelor people trying to capitalize on their 15 minutes, write memoirs at such a young age. But I do this think Harry's also just life, but it's it's never going to be good timing. It's never going to be good. 
but it just comes off as bitter from the get go. Like even with the title spare and everybody knows that he's bitter. So like we have to amplify this bitterness. I don't think there's any, um, I know he's trying to kind of get ahead of potential backlash and I'm sure in every interview with like the few he does, he will say like, this is my story. I can hear it now. This is my Uh, story that has nothing to do with them. Like it's, it works for them. This is me. I should get to tell my story, but like, it is what it is. Like you're drawing another line in the sand. You're making this worse. Like it just is what it is. Gwen's right. Just the very idea of it is backlash already saying like, you raised me in a terrible way. Everything you stand for in this figurehead, um, tyrannical party system is wrong. Be like, signed love, Harry. Yeah. With the forewood board by, you know, Helen Mirren. I don't know who's going to get to do it. Maggie Smith. Hi, Megan. Dig- dig- no, no. Elton John. Oh, that would be a good one. Could be Oprah. Oh, oh yeah, probably will be Oprah. Well, vamos a ver, as they say in Spanish, we will see. Now, I hear all of you listeners and maybe my co-hosts even asking, are Leonardo DiCaprio and Gigi Hadid still together? I think I remember hearing about that. Well, we have the answer for you. Yes, but not super serious is the answer. Leonardo, Leonardo, Leo and Gigi. Leo, Leonardo, like <laughs> the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> as in Da Vinci and Digital Turtles. No, Leo and Gigi were first linked together in September and they were spotted hanging out over this last weekend at Circo Loco's um, Halloween party at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Great space for a Halloween party. And uh, page six has heard that Leo and Gigi were there with Bella and Irina Shank um, and an art del- art dealer named Heli Hammond. Um, they arrived all Ellie, together. <laughs> Ellie Namad. Ellie Namad is like the most famous art collector and dealer in the world. Like Heli Namad is in competition. The gallery is in London, but he's in competition with like Sotheby's, Christie's. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ellie See, Namad. I only know Cook Maroney. Um, as an art dealer, if they aren't dating a celebrity, I sadly have very unlikely heard of them. Well, they well, good for Helly because you're in very pretty people's and 20 year old models company um, showing up to this Halloween party. So they wore on a party bus. Leo wore a scary mask, which I feel like he does every year, um, except he unless he was drinking, he would put it up. His scary mask was the whole time. They had bottle service were hanging up there. Stella Maxwell was also there. Some guy from the Yankees who I don't know um, was there, but there wasn't a lot of PDA. They said, but they were together. And just in case you're wondering about Leonardo DiCaprio's mask, it was half monster, half zombie looking, but it looks like the two are still hanging out. And I think it's nice that Gigi comes with her own model crew because we know that Leo can't be anywhere unless there are at least six to seven supermodels surrounding him. So I, I like this pairing. I mean, it's interesting, right? Like what I find interesting is that this is off type for him, which maybe this means that this is the real thing. An elderly mother. (laughs) A 27-year-old elderly (laughs) geriatric pregnancy mother um, from Leo's point of view. I I really like it. I I just think Gigi has a rough taste in men. So I think Leo would be good to her. Yeah. 
Um, well, I'm seeing, I don't know if you guys are smelling this, but I think there might be salmon because there's a little smoke coming from team Travis Scott and Kylie Ooh. Jenner. Earlier this month, they uh, made some really bad headlines when, I don't know how to pronounce this model's name, Ro, Rogine or Roheen Carr uh, claimed that she had been texting with Travis Scott after working together on a music video. She also said that Travis Scott was, quote, cheating on Kylie every effing night of the week with other women. Travis Scott took to Instagram and said, quote, it's a lot of weird going on, he said. An uninvited person was sneaking photos on what was supposed to be a closed set while I was directing a video. I'm saying this for the last time. I don't know this person. I've never been with this person. So please stop with the continuous cyber games and fictional storytelling. He had some other um, denials on Instagram, but I I don't know whether it's just he's a huge presence. So all of these girls are trying to get fame by coming after him. But there's a little bit of smoke in this salmon. Okay, I mean, do I believe that Travis Scott cheats on Kylie Jenner? Yes. Yes. Do I believe he cheats on her with this woman? Actually, no, because she is like kind of a freak and recreates like all the places he is. And then tried to then like, but actually doesn't have real proof because she's like, if she had like a picture of them in bed together or like a picture of her, I don't even know him in the background, like anything that was actual proof, she would have released it because this woman's on Instagram every 10 seconds, even though her defense was what you see is not always what you get. But the only reason people are potentially believing this is because of the wild measures she's taken (laughs) to have the same backdrop as Travis Scott at different times and break into his music video set. So like she's unhinged um, and makes no sense. Do I think that Kylie and Travis have some sort of arrangement where he, you know, maybe has other friends? Uh, Yeah, I do. Um, but you know what? If it works for them, whatever. Each their own, but it is weird. Those girls also, they have choices. Yeah. Yeah, To each their own. I get it's tough when you're a sports player or rapper and you get constant thrown at you. It's so hard. I mean, it's more like Dwayne Wade, everybody. Be more you like, like Dwayne Wade. I know he fathered a child with um a, another woman, but that was when him and Gabrielle Union were on a break. Yes, totally. they were on a break. Um, speaking of the Kardashians, though, I just want to throw this out there since it is recorded. Um, I'm sensing a Devin Booker scandal. Um, what? I have no evidence what? or proof or sources at all to say so, <laughs> but I just feel as though him and Kendall have been together for a decent amount of time. To pretty much not much drama. I know they like broke up over the summer for that hot right. minute, but um, he's an NBA player. He's a very good NBA a NBA player, and I oh. feel as though we could be getting maybe some cheating from him because it's about that time. Oh wow! If you're I a good man. Him. I'm sorry, Devin Booker. I'm just you know just he trying looks to like guess good here. to me, but it's hard to tell. I mean, he seems like they just seem really loved up and happy together, but you can never tell. Oh, happy birthday, Kendall! I'm so happy. I wish this for you on your birthday. I just realized it is your birthday, fellow Scorpio sister. Wow! Happy birthday, Kendall. And seriously, I mean, omnipotent oracle baby woman Sarah Huron has said this. It has not been good for these celebrities in the past. Kendall rifle through your man's phone. (laughs) All right, baby woman, other than putting a hex on people's relationships, can you tell us about Celegend Gomez 
and her new documentary that premieres this Friday. We are already hearing some explosive bombshells, and I'm really excited to watch this doc. Yes. So I have watched it. Um, I watched it yesterday morning with my coffee. Like I started at like 7.30 and I cried several times. I don't know if I was just like vulnerable because I just woke it up. Um, <laughs> but it is very, very emotional, you guys. It's called My Mind and Me. It's on Apple TV Plus. And it starts off actually in 2016. She was making this documentary. So she's getting ready for her revival wow. tour. The and AMAs. If, yes. If you know Selena, you know that that was when her and Justin had just kind of broken up almost for good, right? When he started yeah. getting with Haley the first time. This is when she had just been diagnosed with lupus, but she had not yet been diagnosed as bipolar. And it was before that kind of big breakdown that she had. And it, it starts <laughs> and she's, I mean, she called it a psychotic break in the documentary. Yeah, um, a big so break down. Um, but it was also like kind of the height of her career to some degree at the time. Like she kind of broken out of Disney. Revival was a great album. She was getting ready for this huge tour. She made it 55 dates. You see her struggling even before it starts. So kind of even shocking that she powered through 55 dates. Um, and then they end up canceling it to because she had a psychotic break. As it is described, she ended up hospitalized. Um, and her mom, what was super interesting about it, her mom is in the dock very briefly. Her mom, Mandy Teefee, who was kind of her manager in her early days, mm -hmm. and her stepdad, Brian, and you find out that they found out that Selena was hospitalized in that summer of 2016. They found out on TMZ. Um, Selena was being very distant from her family. Um, and Mandy said, they called me and wanted to know what my daughter was doing in the hospital with a nervous breakdown. She didn't want anything to do with me. I was scared she was going to die. You hang on as tight as you can and try to help them with their treatment, and that's the hardest thing to do, to then go to bed and hope they wake up the next day. It's a miracle she got out, but there's always a fear it's going to happen again, and that hurt me so much. So then you fast forward three years and the doc kind of picks up in 2019 where Selena has found out she's bipolar. She's kind of got her lupus under control and her, she's still dealing with mental health. And that's when she writes, lose you to love me. And there's Justin is only mentioned once by name, but he's referenced a lot in other ways um, and kind of how she's navigating it. And you see her go home to Texas and you see her, she speaks about her relationship with her mom in 2019. And I thought this quote was really interesting. I have spoken to the, I haven't, sh I shouldn't have spoken to them in the way that I did. And I shouldn't have treated them the way that I did sometimes. Then they know it wasn't me. So when I wake up the next day, they tell me what happened, but they explain to me, they're like, look, we know that's not you talking, but we're really concerned. Just know we love you. I just say, I'm so sorry. Cause I remember certain things that I did. And I was so mean, even to this day, I continue saying thank you. And I'm sorry. They're always like, once we found out everything, it made so much sense. We would never, ever give up on you. And they have it when so many times they probably should have. Um, so guys, she really doesn't hold um, back in this documentary. It's like a very candid look. And she reads her diary entries. Like being inside Selena Gomez's head seems it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Yum. I am so glad she's better because during that 2016 time, you could just tell by the look in her eyes when she showed up to anything, everything was really, really bad going on. I also love the way that since then she talks about Justin Bieber because she's such a nice person that she doesn't want to call him out by name every time. But she's like, past relationships right. have made me, people crazy. have treated me. I am haunted. Crazy. It's like, I don't think it was those two months with The weekend that uh, set you back. No, and The weekend was so in love with you. He would have done anything for you. He seems yeah. so sweet to you. And she seems to be in a good place now. I mean, she's promoting it and you can tell like she does. What was also really yeah. interesting watching her like do press um, for like Lose You to Love Me and stuff. And like she was being asked like stupid questions and she like kind of loses it a little bit. Like she's, it's very yeah. like, oh, stars are just like us. But also like she has some serious stuff that she takes meds for. Mm -hmm. And then she's constantly navigating and she's been in and out of like several treatment centers. And I just, um, I don't know. It was, it was really eye opening, and I, I really like her. Well, it's great that she's overcome this, you know, like, or she's just living in a great place with it. Like she's so mature in only murders in the building. Mm -hmm. She's 
I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with her, and I'm just so happy that she's good. How's Rare Beauty doing? I feel like I haven't heard anything. From I actually her. love it. Rare Beauty does really well. It's a okay, beautiful good. brand, and it's yeah, really good. Cool. Well, love the song. This the title track from it. Oh my god, I know, and it's haunting. It plays like throughout, like like music. Oh my god, it's really rare. I, I, yeah, no. Um, oh, Lose I was talking about me. the "My Mind and Me" song. Oh, okay. Oh, "Lose You to Love Me." You know, I I love. I listen to the acoustic for the like under the uh whatever demo version whenever yeah. I need a good you know tug good at the heartstrings. But nice. rare, the song is also great. She's great, big fan. She's great. We love you, so legend. Glad you are healed and on the up and up. And again, only murderers in the building. What a great like mature her way to come back from a psychotic break and a Disney star and a horrible relationship. Also, I, mean, I just read in her New York Times profile or maybe Rolling Stone profile. She said that on um, her Stone. 30th birthday, she threw herself a wedding because she thought she'd be married by 25. <laughs> and Miley Cyrus was there. Olivia Rodrigo was there. And Cara Delevingne was there. And Cara Delevingne brought strippers. Oh. Um, even though it wasn't a bachelor yeah. party theme, it was a wedding. So just, you know, fun stuff in there. <sighs> Well, good luck to Cara Delevingne. She's working through her own stuff. True. Well, thank you to my host and to Selena Gomez, uh, Gwen and Sarah, for helping me spill this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Pronto as we please Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. Because after all, guys, you know what celebrities are? They're just like us. Wow, that was the messiest one. We will be back next week. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Oh,